The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. We're America, your country, and America wants you. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, along with his co-host, Linda Crater. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray with his co-host, Linda Crater. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network. Today is July 1st already, 2014. I'm your host, Gary Ray, along with my co-host, Linda Crater, president for VeteranCaregiver.com. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Gary. How are you this morning? Good. And you this wonderful morning? (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) All right. Filling in for Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, we have Major Bob Sharps, uh, U.S. Air Force, retired. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing just fine, Gary. All right. We have Jim Klug with us once again. Uh, He's the National Public Relations Director and Historian for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. All right. You know, Jim, Jim's also the photographer for the Military Order of the Purple Heart, and he's very good at it. If anyone has an event, a wedding, a celebration, let us know, and we might be able to hook you up and connect you. He's having a website made, and hopefully that will be completed soon. Is that right, Jim? Absolutely. We're getting close to it. It seems like those things are as low as sometimes childbirth, but we'll get her done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have an author of the number one best-selling book. Uh, we often don't do this, uh, and uh, I just want to guarantee once you've read it, you're going to be asking yourself, is this real or is it fiction? Linda, why don't you introduce our guest? I'd be delighted to introduce him. Today we have with us uh, an author and master storyteller, Dan Perkins. And Dan was an Army Reservist from 66 to 72, and uses his experience in life as well as his creative writing skills to change careers after a long, uh, very successful Wall Street career to write some fiction. And they're, they're very gripping in terms of story. They're about terrorism against the United States. The first of the trilogy that he's writing is called The Brotherhood of the Red Nile, A Terrorist Perspective. And this did uh, very well out in the public. And now he's got his second installment, The Brotherhood of the Red Nile, America Rebuild. We do want to emphasize these are fiction books, but there's a lot of truth and a lot of background in here that is really fascinating and and a little bit scary because it could actually be true. Uh, He's been married since 1968 with four children and changed his life by walking into the Sanibel Island Arts Center 
to take a writing course. So let's welcome Dan Perkins to our show today. Welcome, Dan. Good morning, and thank you. All right. Thank you Dan. for having me on this uh, very important organization's radio show. All right. Well, I, I should probably mention one other thing that's very important is that um, Dan has also used his, um, his, his fame, if you will, to create a program that we'll talk about a little bit later in the show called Songs and, Soldier- Songs and Stories for Soldiers, right. recognizing the expressive arts really does help in the healing mm-hmm. process. So we will get to that later on. Yep. So why don't you start, Dan, with walking into that creative writing class <clears throat> for the first time? I have, thank you very much. Um, uh, as, as you said, there's, uh, I live on Sanibel Island in, in uh, six miles out in the Gulf of Mexico from Fort Myers, and there's an organization called the Big Arts Center, which provides enrichment courses for the island's residents. And um, in November of 2011, I was looking for something else to take, and I was actually looking for a course on iMovie because I still manage money and I use video blogs to communicate to my clients. They didn't have one, but I saw this course that is called an introductory course to writing mysteries and thrillers. And I have no formal training in all of my education in writing fiction or creative writing, period. And so I went in, and the first day of the class, the instructor said to us, you will know in two weeks whether you can be a writer. And I just couldn't understand <laughs> how that could be possible, that in two weeks one could determine whether they had the skill and the ability to be a writer. Uh, and I said, well, you know, if I can't write, well, I can n- take that off my bucket list and go back to working on my golf game, which needs a lot of work. Um, I went home, um, and, I, and I tell people this as I've done radio interviews all over the country. Uh, I think what happened is that when I walked into that class, the instructor found the proverbial switch in my brain that had not ever been turned on, somehow turned it on. And what she did was <clears throat> released in me a talent from the Lord. I, I see myself simply as an instrument. So I went home that night and I wrote a thousand words. I wrote the title. I wrote wow. the primary characters. And within a thousand words, I knew, I could see in my mind's eye what the end of the book was going to be. So I went in the second week after having now written 5,000 words. <clears throat> and I said, you know my background. You don't have any experience. Is it possible that a, a, a person with my background could know how a book should end? And she said, well, that depends. What do you mean? I said, I can see right now in my mind's eye the words for the last line in the last paragraph in the last page. And she said, no, that's not typically normal. <laughs> I wrote the first book, 400 pages in 90 days. Good and heavens. what I saw on February the 6th, 2012, is exactly word for word how the first book ended. But what I didn't tell her was that I could see the opening and closing of books two and three before I'd ever finished a thousand words in book one. I wrote book two, The Brotherhood of the Red Nile, uh, America Rebuilds, also in 90 days, but that was 500 pages. And um, the third book of the trilogy was finished on September the 6th, 2013, uh, 500 pages called America, The Brotherhood of the Red Nile, America Responds. So the third book was finished 18 months to the day from the first keystroke. <clears throat> What's really bizarre about that is that about six weeks later, 
I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and signed a movie option to produce a movie out of book one. Mm. And about four weeks after that, the inspiration came, which we'll talk about later for Songs and Stories for Soldiers. Uh, people who have read the book, and as, this, uh, as you just said, um, it's very difficult to tell the difference between fiction and reality in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, some people feel like it's um, uh, very similar in concept to some of the early Tom Clancy books. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of technology <clears throat> and detail uh, all the technology in all of my books is all real. It's available uh, if you know where to get it. Um, and it's a classic thriller in the sense that the chapters run between 650 and 1,250 words, so you're constantly turning pages. But the, the two things that I hear about book one and, and now all of a sudden because of what's going on in Iraq uh, with ISIS, uh, I get it more and more. People say uh, it's very hard to distinguish fact from reality because the mm-hmm. four scenarios that are used in book one are, in fact, <clears throat> scenarios that could happen in the United States. And in recent interviews, I've been saying to people that I've been talking to, right, I try in the book to, to try and help the American reader begin to understand a little bit about how these terrorists think mm-hmm. and why they hate us so much as a nation and a people. And, um, but the terrorists in my book are not your father's terrorists or your grandfather's terrorists. They don't have beers. They don't ride camels. They don't shoot guns in the air. And uh, they, don't, they don't live in caves. They're all Western educated. Stanford University, two of them from MIT, uh, one from the London School of Economics. So these, this new group is a terrorist think tank. And I think what happened, what's been happening is that people are beginning to understand that the, the scenarios that I put in book one are extremely plausible. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you've been watching what's been going on, even the president said on Sunday with George Stephanopoulos, that he's concerned that ISIS is now a threat to the United States. Um, well, if you yeah. understand anything about <laughs> terrorists, right. they have to constantly push the envelope. I mean, we went from uh, the, the rubber boats with full of bombs to attack the coal, to the first attack on the World Trade Center, to the airplanes in the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. They've been ratcheting up the, the degree. And I personally believe that the next attack, when it comes from the terrorist, will in fact be nuclear. And it, would, it fits the pattern, if you understand the pattern, of having to constantly ratchet up the, the, the response. And, and I think that uh, you know, the, the book starts off with, uh, if, you, if you think about the headlines, about what I'm about to say, and this was written in the, the winter of 2012, the book is about a new terrorist group that's formed in Syria mm-hmm. who has a strategic alliance with the Iranian nuclear program to rebuild two old Soviet Union suitcase dirty bombs and turn them into mass weapons of mass destruction and use them against the United States. Um, that's very eerie about what's going on today. And um, uh, people are telling me that I should have a warning label on book one, and that is do not start this book after 9 o'clock at night because 
you will be up all night. <laughs> so correct. it's been an interesting situation. One of the scenarios in book one is an attack upon the power grid. And, and you may recall in February there was this disclosure right. about an attack on a power plant in California mm-hmm. with, 100, with 100 rounds of ammunition. They took out 17 transformers and shut down the power plant. Uh, and the government did not report it and didn't say anything about it until the the reporter from the Wall Street Journal brought it to uh, to the pub- public's attention. Uh, what they didn't tell you was that there was another attack a few weeks later at the Oak Ridge uh, nuclear power plant facility in Tennessee. Uh, it was repulsed, but uh, but nobody said anything about it in the in the press. Uh, I think these were these were sorties to test to see the viability. Could they go and and attack? Um, could they, could they attack a physical facility and get away with it? And there actually, there's actually footage from a stationary camera on the attack on the California power plant where you can actually see the flashes from the weapons uh, leaving and heading, hitting the, the, the plant. Wow. I've seen so that. I've seen that video. It tends yeah. to be scary. Pardon me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have seen that video that you're speaking of. So I'm very surprised you haven't been visited by those um, from the alphabet agencies. <laughs> when my, my younger sister and my wife uh, were my, what they call primary readers, and if you understand anything about uh, the writing processes, the reader's job is to read the book, not to worry about spelling, grammar, or punctuation. Read the mm-hmm. story and see if it's, right. if it's compelling and flows. And my younger sister was here at the time on Centerville when I wrote the first thousand words. And she said after she put it down, Homeland Security is going to come and arrest you. Yeah. <laughs> well, well they haven't so far, and I'm in, I'm in the third book is about to come out in uh, late July or August. But you're right. I, um, uh, uh, several reporters have asked that very same question. Why hasn't the government? And uh, I say to them, well, um, maybe, they, maybe they forgot how to read. Yeah. Well, Dan, I told you how fast the hour is going to go. We're already to our first break. We're going to take a short break right now. I'm sure. Gary Ray, along with Linda, Bob, Jim, and our guest, author Dan Perkins. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with author Dan Perkins, and we were talking about the new type of terrorism and their beliefs. Why don't you continue there, Dan? Yeah, during the break, I was, I'd like to answer Jim's question. Uh, he, he asked, if, was, my, was my background in the, in the military, in the infantry, in, in working in a division headquarters and all that stuff, was it uh, uh, part of the motivation or the the drawing element to, to write this book. And I said, no, I said, when I <clears throat> was uh, interviewing producers, one called me and said he hadn't read the book, but he read the cover of the book. And he said he was interested in, in me because it appears that the combination of my 40 years of analytical skills in the money manager business and my creative sp- skills in clay and glass and watercolors and pastels and and uh, carpentry and carving, <clears throat> that I had a gift that he's only seen once before in 25 years of making movie, and that is a writer who had the ability to switch from uh, left brain to right brain on demand. So it's the combination of those utilizing the right and left brain. The analytical skills I learned in the money management business allowed me to think about what the story should be, and the creative side <clears throat> was uh, the part that developed the story and made it interesting and attracted the readers. Uh, but going, <clears throat> and I hope that answers your question, sir. Um, yes, it does. Good, thank you. Um, the other thing is about the terrorists. This is this is a. Uh, I'm I'm going to do something that I've been doing for the last month or so. It is not, and we didn't talk about this, so I'm I'm not in, in, intending to try and em, embarrass any of my other co-host on this program, but it's a a question that I've been asking a lot over the last 60 days. Uh, How many of you have yourself or have friends that have read the Koran? Any of you? I do. I I don't. This is Bob Sharp. And I I have. Right. Okay. I I don't know. Uh, And for me, I think maybe one. That I can okay. think of. So let's take it one step further. How many of you have yourself or have friends that have read Sharia law? Uh, excerpts of it, mostly in the news articles when something comes to the surface. 
Mm-hmm. It's very scary. I've also been to pre-deployment hearings where they're giving Islam 101, and mm-hmm. some of this information comes out. So, right. I, unfortunately, I don't believe that a lot of it comes out because we're trying to be so, uh, I'll call it politically correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have, the Muslims have. have created a wonderful opportunity for themselves in the United States. They're in that rare category where they must be treated with kid gloves under political correctness, which I think is, is insane. The reason mm-hmm. why I asked the question about Sharia law and about <clears throat> the Koran is we do have a new kind of terrorist. These are terrorists that are, as I said, Western educated. They understand that in, the, in book one, they did an analysis. Their leader, Muhammad al-Sargan, said, go back and look at all of the attacks that Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda has brought against the United States, regardless of where it was, and then come back, <clears throat> and from your perspective, tell us what did they do wrong. And they, they do that, and they come back, and they share with us their perspective. And then he tells them, okay, each of you now have two bombs that you can use anywhere in the United States. How would you use them? To what impact? And they have mm-hmm. to develop their own scenarios. And a, and a good portion of the book is this, this developing the four scenarios. But what, what I'm trying to tell people is to help them understand that if you don't know anything about your enemy, what they believe, right. Right. how are you going to fight them? That's correct. Well, and the other thing get, I've always heard is that... If they intimidate you to the point that you fall under the political correctness, you'll never change or, or never challenge them... I did, if you go to my website, which is uh, Dan Perkins, www.danperkins, the word at, A-T, Sanibel, S-A-N-I-B-E-L.com, you'll find a bunch of releases, press releases. Mm -hmm. One of those press releases raises a a question. And the question that I'm asking is, is the United States being governed under the Constitution or under Sharia law? Now, if you don't know anything about Sharia law, it would be difficult for you to make a determination. But I believe that right. there are certain aspects, whether or not the president is a Muslim is, is not an important issue. But if he believes in Muslim principles and is using those principles to guide him, for example, one of the Muslim principles that when a Muslim deals with anybody else who is not a Muslim, they are first of all considered to be an infidel. And they are inferior to the Muslim. But under Sharia law, a Muslim is allowed to openly lie to infidels in order to achieve a long-term goal. So no matter what they say, you can't necessarily believe them if, it's, if you don't understand what their goal is. Um, when, when we had the, the nuclear talks in Switzerland and... Um, and we decided we were going to do something about the Iranian nuclear program or thought we were going to do something. The day after the conference, the, the prime minister of Iran said to the world, well, we, we conquered the West. And the same day, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, said, do not trust this man. He lies. But under Sharia law, politicians are permitted to lie in order to right. further the goal. And so if you don't understand how these people think, what motivates them, and how they function. I mean, I, I had a conversation last week with the person who is in charge of 85 Tea Party units in the United States. He's the president of this 
commingled group of tea parties. And I asked him the same question that I asked you. How many of your people have read Sharia law? He said, probably less than 10%. How many of you have read, uh, them have read the, the Quran? Less than 10%. And so if we as a nation don't understand how these people think, then it's going to be very difficult for us and to, to deal with the reality of how these people think and what they do. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me when I, if, if I, those of you who have read the Quran will understand this question, but imagine if you talk to an individual who was a Christian and you said to them, if I told you that the Quran has passages about Mary and Jesus, would you believe me? And almost to the T, every time I've asked that question, absolutely not, it can't be. But in fact, it's true. It is, right. Yeah, but it's true. Dan, Dan, I apologize for an interruption here. This is Bob Sharps. Uh, yes, sir. Let me, let me just mention a concern. I, I, I took great pride in listening to you for the last uh, almost 30 minutes. Uh, and as um, it was mentioned earlier, uh, I'm retired Air Force. I'm of the old old military back in mm-hmm. Vietnam, uh, and I retired from 25 years ago. And I do believe that, that today's military and armed forces is totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was paled by comparison. But but the question and more of a concern I have is, and what little I've read and what I've heard, um, uh, uh, a lot of what you have in your book does question reality. And, and, and fiction. I mean, and I think uh, for my main concern is this program has always been for those warriors that are listening to us, uh, our listening audience, is always looking for something that can benefit them, whether it be in services, benefit care, or in, in helping them toward their recovery. And I think my question and concern is a lot of what I read and what I hear I feel can embolden and encourage those uh, uh, conspirators. And, you know, that fiction, they can turn into a lot of reality or make you feel that it's reality, especially from the scenario. And now that might be my concern. My question is, um, in encouraging what I think those conspirators, how, how does this impact our listeners and especially our wounded warriors looking for inspiration and information that can assist them in their recovery. Can you, can well, you address that? I, I will. I've got about two minutes before the break, and if I can't finish it in the two minutes, we'll address it when we come back on the, well, on the third segment. Well, why don't you segment. think about that and address it when we come back and go ahead and finish. Uh, as, so I, I, I apologize for interrupting you. No, that's, that's, right. that's fine. That's what, this, is, this is about an exchange. Um, I have... Uh, uh, and we're going to talk about songs and stories for soldiers, but um, I did spend some time personally in a military hospital. I had, uh, not as, as uh, I was injured, but not to the extent that a lot of people that I've seen in visiting military hospitals around the country. Um, I, I think that um, one of the things that you're talking about, is, which is very important, and that is the leadership of the country. Uh, I can't. I, I. I. have to believe it's incredibly disheartening for a man or a woman who's gone overseas, come back minus a leg or an arm or both legs, um, injury to their head uh, that affects their ability to function, 
and listens to what's going on coming out of the White House. Um, I, I see my role, uh, importantly, I see my role as an individual who tries to bring perspective. I think it's important to understand that the things that we do as a nation has an impact on how we are perceived in the world and how we are perceived by our own people, uh, whether they be veterans or not. And uh, I would like to take a a moment when we come back from this break and uh, continue that discussion. That's right. Why don't we go ahead with the break? And so anyway, everybody heard me talking about our water, the American Heroes Network Cause of Perils launched week after week for the last couple of months. Orders are starting to be placed, so be sure to sign up for updates so you know exactly where it's going to be available. And you can do this by texting the word HERO to 80464, and you'll receive the latest update information. And remember that all American Heroes Network fundraising products continue to support our veterans year in and year out with no set limits on what the promotion produces. The American Heroes Network strives to provide quality products and programs. After all, our veterans are worth it. I'm Gary Ray along with Linda, Bob, Jim, and our guest, author Dan Perkins. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. At Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, 
please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with author Dan Perkins. And uh, Dan, why don't you go ahead and, and uh, finish that uh, answer before we went on break? Sure. Um, I, um, I consider myself, and I'm not trying to be uh, puffing out my chest, I consider myself to be a patriot. And, and part of being a patriot is to, to tell people what I think and why I say what I think. Um, I believe that um, that we we have a country that's it's growing more and more timid with people unwilling to truly speak their mind. Um, I've had people say to me, "Well, Dan, I've read your book, and aren't you really giving aid and comfort to the enemy by giving the ideas?" And I said, "Thank you <laughs> for thank you for saying indirectly that I have this wonderful intellect." that I'm such a great seer. Anybody who reads my book and looks at those four scenarios, the reason why it scares people to death is because they're all absolutely be- believable and they're something that you could imagine that could happen. And you could probably, once you read those four, you could probably come up with another four, another five or 10 or whatever. I do believe that it's important that we have to take a stand and say, if we see something that's wrong, I believe that the, the worst thing that we can do for those men and women who have gone to Afghanistan and Iraq and either came back in a coffin or came back with significant injuries is to ignore the reality of the world in which we live in and to say that we can lead from behind, that we're never going to be the aggressor, that America is not the leader of the free world. All those things that we're hearing, all is to me is an, an affront and an assault and a condemnation of those men and women, whether they went to Vietnam, whether they went to Korea, the Second World War, or, or, or they went to, to, to the Gulf War, the Second Gulf War. You know, I, I give you an example uh, of a, a real life situation. I was talking to a Roman Catholic priest, friend of mine, who educated my four sons in high school, world-class math professor, and I was telling him in January about songs and stories for soldiers. And I said, having been to several veterans' hospitals, um, we, we owe a, a significant obligation, and I don't think this is before the VA scandal broke uh, when I was going to hospitals, and I'm not unique. A lot of people do that, and that's, that's important. But... The, the problems with the VA is, I mean, it, 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 it burns me that we are allowing a thousand illegal aliens into the United States a day, giving them food and shelter and free health care, and I've got a hundred thousand plus veterans that can't get into the VA. Now, that really makes me angry, and um, it says that we are not respecting the commitment that these men and women made. I don't believe that I'm giving aid and comfort to the enemy as much as I'm trying to get people to think about who is this person or this group or this religion or these fanatics are and why they hate us and why they want to kill us. If we do not understand and if we don't have people like myself and other people who are much more educated than I am 
standing up and saying, look, these guys, you can't trust these people. They're allowed to lie, to do anything they can to further their goal. And if you can't trust them, then how can you give them the kind of concessions that we as a nation have given them? And every time we step up to the plate and then walk, draw a line in the sand like we did in Syria and walk away, we embolden them even more. But we degrade, in my opinion, the contribution that our soldiers have made. Um, I believe that knowledge is power, and ignorance is scary and dangerous. So I speak out, not that I want to give aid and comfort to the enemy, but because I want to make sure that America understands as best they can who these people are. And when I hear 10% or less of the American people have ever read any of their controlling documents, their equivalent to our Bible or the equivalent to our Ten Commandments, and we don't know that. You know, in the opening comments of your, of your monologue today, you were talking about the comment was made, our, our, we can lose our history in a generation. I think we're losing it right now. I think we have very little sense of history in this country anymore. Everything is today. And it takes people like me and the rest of you on this panel who recognize the contributions that our soldiers made that we have an, we have an obligation to think about those people when we're making decisions and making sure that we are as informed as we possibly can be. And we don't understand in this country that we pass a law that further enrages the idea that the Supreme Court shall decide that gay marriage is okay is an affront to the Islam and their religion, and it enrages them. We don't understand that the things, sometimes the things that we do in this country gives aid and comfort and ammunition to the enemy to enrage their people against us. We are all connected. Maybe this is a good time to move into what moved you to start your songs and stories for soldiers. Correct. Okay. I'd love to. Um, I, um, I have to tell you that uh, people ask me, how did this come about? And I, 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 I've been an active supporter of Folds of Honor and Fisher House and Wounded mm-hmm. Warrior Project. And um, I had this opportunity to meet this couple in Miami, Florida, who have a foundation for wounded warriors and they wanted me to come down and meet with them they had heard about my books and my presentation and they wanted me to come and meet with them to talk about how i could help them in raising some money through some appearances um about my book and i said i'd love to mm-hmm. so i was in sanibel at the time and um i left on a tuesday morning at about ten thirty. and if you know anything about southern florida the way you get from one coast to the other is interstate 75 commonly known as alligator alley Ah, correct. <laughs> and, and I had been out about 45 minutes, and uh, something came over me. I thought I was, I was sick or something. So I pulled over to the side of the road. I couldn't see, and my head was spinning. And about oh, 15 boy. minutes later or so, it's, it stopped and settled. And I knew what the Lord wanted me to do. And I called my manager, and I said, everything's changing. We're starting a nonprofit called Songs and Stories for Soldiers. The Lord has asked me to take my talent and make it available to soldiers in the most convenient package. Um, when I got back, I went to, I said, I'm going to talk to um, Harry and Ann, and uh, 
This is what I'm going to do. And they, they were extremely, and are very extremely supportive. I got back to Sanibel later that day. I was supposed to be at the VA hospital in Cincinnati uh, later that month and later November of last year. We called them. I told them what I wanted to do. And they said, unbelievable. What a concept. And I said, well, it just happened yesterday. We're formulating it. But what I want to do is I want to build an online library of MP3 files from authors, their books, and musicians, their recordings that we can make available free to soldiers, active duty wounded, and veterans in VA hospitals. And the foundation is putting together a package, an MP3 package, which is an MP3 player, an 8-gigabyte storage disk, which will hold probably three books and 100 songs, um, a set of earbuds, a USB. B cable, a USB reader, and a power source, all in one package that we're giving free. And in fact, in my most recent visit in May to the VA and hospital, uh, I was at the at my request. I went to the kidney dialysis and the um, chemotherapy floors because when I talked to them last November, I said I'd like to make this available. And they called me about an hour after we hung up, and they said, "Well, would you consider giving this to your?" to our kidney dialysis patients. I said, of course. I mean, if you know anything about kidney dialysis, a soldier can sit in those chairs three to four days a week, three to five hours mm-hmm. at a time. And the television is no longer, over, over those long periods of time, is not enough to deal with the, the boredom. And so the MP3 program that allows them to listen to books like mine and other books and a whole genre of things that they could listen to and and the earphones would allow them to, to, if they have children, to put one in a child's ear and one in their ears and listen to a children's book online uh, or listen to music. And they called back about two hours later and said, would you do the chemotherapy? And I said, who, who could say no to that? Who could say no to chemotherapy? Right. And, but when I was in Cincinnati in May, they said, you know, there's another problem. I said, tell me. He said, you know, yes, the people who are in kidney dialysis and yes, the people in chemotherapy – and yes, those people who have come out of surgery, but there are also soldiers that are in these in these facilities who, in the middle of the night when it's dark and there's nobody around, right. the depression is is just amazing. He said your program will allow that soldier to just leap up to his collar and push a button and deal with the the, the frustration and the boredom and the depression. And I said I, I'm in. I mean, we're we're going to find a way to. To, to, to do that. And so I'm in the process of distributing MP3 packages, which have my first book on it. My second book is in uh, production right now. As soon as that becomes available, that'll be available to them. We're starting to get donations of music and books from uh, authors and, and performers, and we're sequestered them in a, in a server till we can get enough to, to build a website. We're talking to uh, some specialty organizations that may have the ability to grow our library exponentially, both in songs and in, in, in books. Um, it's a wonderful um, program. I, I was in Cincinnati, and I, I went to the kidney dialysis floor, uh, and um, the head nurse said there, Mr. Perkins, and this is a direct quote, we never, never have visitors on this floor. And I said, well, you do now. And anytime I'm in Cincinnati, I will come over and visit these men. And I sat down with each one of the men, showed them how to use the, the player, and they were all excited about the idea of being able to listen 
to to music and and to books and it's a great connector to, pardon me yes it's a great connector right and then we went down to the to the uh, chemotherapy floor and the head nurse told me the same thing that they never ever get visitors well I said, uh, and they said, do you have an extra package? I said, of course. I gave them an extra package for somebody who might want to come in and, and want something to do. There is a significant difference between the chemotherapy floor and the dialysis floor. I think there's much more technology in the dialysis floor than there is. So it's much starker, at least in the, this hospital, uh, chemotherapy. And so um, the, 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 the boredom, the, the depression, the frustration, the anger, the loneliness, the sense of helplessness. But I, I so I'm talking, I can't say anything to you about it today, but maybe if it works out the way I hope it's going to work out, perhaps maybe I can come back and tell you about a huge and a very exciting partner who's possibly going to become a co-sponsor of this program that could bring us hundreds of thousands of volunteers. All and right. I've been talking to them not only about becoming a distribution point for the MP3 package, but I want them to adopt a ministry of start visiting veterans in the hospitals. All right. Well, we're, it's, it's break time already. So we'll come back and we'll continue that. Uh, we're going to take a short break. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. Just go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. We're syndicated on iTunes and also rebroadcast on many other stations. And we have listeners in 50 states and 60 countries now. I'm Gary Ray along with Linda. Bob, Jim, and our guest, Dan Perkins. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with author Dan Perkins, and we're talking about songs and stories for soldiers. Why don't you continue that, Dan? Dan. Yeah, I, I have a story to tell you. Um, um, I, have, I was talking about this, this uh, priest who was a, a, a teacher for my four sons in high school, and I was telling him in January about songs and stories for soldiers in my visit to the VA hospital and how we need to, how the people that are coming into the hospitals today are now uh, my contemporaries from, uh, from Vietnam or, or, or older in um, Second World War or Korea. And I said to him, I said, Father, you know, the, the, the two things that, that I'm most disappointed about in our country is the way that we treated the returning veterans from Korea and Vietnam when they returned home. And he said to me very quickly, he said, you know, I was opposed to the war. So I had to make a decision. Was I going to call him out or was I going to let him have a pass because he was a priest? Well, I guess you can probably figure out since I'm telling you this story, I decided not to let him pass. And I said, Father, I mean no disrespect, but I don't really care about what you thought about Vietnam. We have men and women who are in the VA system today who need our help. And what you need to do, starting with your first Mass this coming Sunday, or daily Mass, when you start praying for the intentions of the people, I want you to start changing your intentions and praying for the soldiers in our veterans' hospitals across the United States. And this is a very strong-willed man, um, and I expected him to possibly try and take me down a notch. And after a very long pause, he said to me, he said, Dan, you're absolutely right. What I thought about the war is irrelevant to the needs of the soldiers today. And so I, whenever I'm at, I went to my pastor at my church in New Jersey when we were up there, and I asked him the same thing, and he said, I, I can't do it every, every Sunday, but I'll guarantee you I'll do it at least once a month. This is just a small thing that we can do, that we can send a message to the American people in our churches, on radio shows like this, uh, that we have a debt of obligation to those people who served our country and are now in these hospitals. And, and you know, it's, what's really bizarre is that uh, I'm getting almost as much play about the concept of songs and stories and what it's trying to do as I'm getting from people who are reading the book and who are, who are enjoying the book and asking a lot of questions about the book, which I, I believe is probably a positive. 
but it the idea and, and what I've in, in working on the negotiations for the movie for book one, I've said to the producer, I want a percentage of whatever I get to be turned over to the foundation for songs, songs and stories for soldiers. So that, and I want notification in the credits if it becomes a movie that uh, songs and stories for soldiers is a beneficiary of any revenue from the generation of this at this movie. I, I just think that um, I can't think of a better thing that I should be doing as a 69-year-old adult who spent some time in the military and, uh, uh, is trying to help these people. And I, I would say to, uh, I would ask a question uh, on the air, uh, I suppose not trying to put anybody on the target, but uh, how do I get the, 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 the Purple Heart organization involved in songs and stories for soldiers? And you don't have to answer that now. I'm asking the kind of the rhetorical question. Who do I call? Who do I have to talk to to, to make them a, a sponsor and a supporter for this? Um, I, I just think that, that we have an opportunity, a tremendous opportunity for a little bit of money, and it's $10 a, for a, a package to get a, put an MP3 package in a soldier's hand. Um, I just think we have a tremendous opportunity to do one more way of saying to them, thank you for your service. And um, we, we can't say that enough. And anything that we can do as individuals, whether they were retired military or not, anything we can do to make their lives better. Um, is, uh, and and I, I'm continuing to go to military hospitals. I want to see more and more, and I want to get more and more people involved. That's we have a huge opportunity to, of great service that we can do as individuals to thank these people, and we just need to find ways to do that. And uh, right. Songs and Stories is one of my ways to try and help the soldiers. That's right. We have about two minutes left. And uh, okay. first of all, Dan, we want to thank you for being on our show today. What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Uh, I would like them to, to go to my book website, which is www.danperkins, the word at Sanibel, S-A-N-I-B-E-L dot com, and click on the link for songs and stories. Look at our mission, look at our objectives, see where we are in our time frame, and look at the MP3 package. And uh, if they want to get involved, send us an email. Um, right. they, they can get involved by sending us an email, or they can get involved by going to a veteran's hospital and, and visiting a veteran. Uh, right. these, these men and women are starved for attention. I can't tell you how many I've been that, that the staff says, we don't get any visitors here, we don't get any visitors there. We need right. to start visiting those people as part of the right. mission. And read my books, and if you enjoy them, write a review on Amazon. Um, and a portion of the proceeds of all my books goes to the Songs and Stories for Soldiers. All right. Well, thank you, Dan, again. And uh, Linda? I just want to thank Dan for starting such a, an inspirational program because we do know that music interrupts the, the cyclical thoughts that may be going around at, at difficult times. And as we head into the 4th of July, which is often a very difficult holiday for our troops because of triggers, um, I hope many people realize that they can listen to your music and to um, also look into visiting, as you mentioned providing companionship at the right. VA hospitals around the nation. Thank you. Bob? Thank you. 
Yes, you know, as you know, I've been involved with the military and the veterans for now 50 years, and I'm in support of anything that supports our military and our veterans in a positive way. Right. All right. Jim? Yes, Gary, thanks for your passion and your dedication. Uh, Hang in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Today's show has actually been brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Remember that if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And yes, you can hear all the archived shows right on your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime anywhere and on any device. I'm Gary Ray along with Linda, Bob, Jim, and our guest Dan Perkins signing off and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network powered by Voice America on a variety channel and have a terrific week. Say goodbye everyone. Goodbye. Take care. Bye. Fourth of July. All right. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray and his co-host Linda Crater again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breed red, white, and blue. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.